Hey guys, today we are going to take a look at Home Depot's first quarter of 2019 earnings. I took a look already at their 10Q report, at their earnings information that they posted on their earnings web on their investors website, and I also took a read on their earnings call transcript because I like to hear what the CEOs and top dogs of the companies have to say about their previous quarter. So let's begin and let's get started off the bat. So this is pretty infographic that they posted on their investors website and here we can pretty much get a lowdown of what's happening with the company and we can see here that sales has increased 5.7% here we're taking a look at sales have increased 5.7% compared to quarter one 2018 it is good to note that quarter one of 2018 was a 14 a 14 week period and this this quarter was a 13 week period so when they did compare the sales they did 2 to 14 so they can only have 13 weeks as well and comp sales overall comparable sales have increased 2.5% US comp sales US comparable sales have increased 3.0% and diluted earnings per share has increased 9.1% so this is some great news right company is having a great quarter compared to same time last year here we can see um, they're definitely planning on this interconnect with digital. So increase online sales have increased by 23% growth. Again, they are definitely, everybody's pushing out these online online um, investments and it's working out for all these companies, right? We can see here 23% increase on online sales compared to same performance last, same quarter last year. And just to, so, so you know that they're, they're in line, they're, Brick and mortar stores are still doing good. 54% of those online orders were still picked up in stores. So the customer still comes to the store. They are having pro, pro initiatives with their, um, they're having a business to business website, which I'll talk about all this information later on, but just giving you guys a, a quick over overview of what we're, of what's to come. Tool rental, they're expanding their tool rental, and that's definitely a great thing. Store initiatives, they're improving the way um, checkout times to go faster, increasing their associates' information, same-day, next-day delivery as well. And coming up next quarter, next quarter in 2019, we're seeing this new Dewalt Atomic 20-Volt Compact Series. Not a, um, not a huge tool guy myself, but for the business to business, they did mention that this is definitely something that's going to be good for them. And that's why they mentioned it. Um, they do have Memorial Day, Father's Day and 4th of July sale coming up this quarter, uh, quarter two. So, again, something to to keep to keep in mind of. Right. So th those are definitely big holidays here in the United States. Um, Memorial Day, Father's Day and July 4th, all big grilling events and all during the time where where the winter states are nice and warm for a lot of barbecuing, a lot of grilling, a lot of in-home projects, outdoor gardening. So this is definitely a great thing. And we can see department trends, right? Department trends above company average. They have appliances, indoor garden, decor storage, tools, outdoor gardens, building materials, plumbing, and hardware. So we can see the American people. I mean, just overall, most of these sales are in the U.S., um, they do have international, but U.S. is still a huge base on this company's sales. And we can see they're still buying dramatically amount of products. 
So just basic info, like I mentioned, right, reported sales, so revenue was $26.4 billion for this quarter, and it was up 5.7% compared to last quarter, same year. So they're definitely increasing. That's definitely good news. Net earnings for the first quarter were $2.5 billion, or $2.27 per um, diluted share, compared to $2.08. for last quarter per diluted share for the same period in 2008. So that's an increase of 9.1%. Again, this is great news, great numbers increase um, for the company. The company reaffirmed its 2019 um, 52-week year compared to 2008. A 53-week year. So remember, last year, last year, 2018, was a 53-week year, while this year is going to be a 52-week. And they expect sales to grow 3.3% between com- comparable sales. Um, and um, comparable sales, when they compare 53 weeks to 52 weeks, right? But if you compare the 52 weeks to 52 weeks, it would be up 5%. So definitely a big growth, a definitely a nice amount of growth for the company. And again, the company affirms its earnings per share growth for the year and expects earnings per share growth by about 3.1% compared to 2018. And that's about $10 earnings per share. So again, these, these are great numbers. And it's a good thing that they're still that they're still reaffirming these numbers, right? But I'm not having high hopes at the moment. And you guys will see in a bit. All right, so now we're going to take a look at revenue by region. Like I mentioned, United States is a huge portion of the company, but they do have some sales outside of the company. Internationally, it seems they're just in Mexico, and Mexico posted another quarter of positive comparable sales in local currency, while Canada's were slightly negative. So it seems internationally they're just in uh, south of U.S. and north of U.S. in Mexico and Canada. And here we can see out of that 26 um, $26 billion of revenue, 24.5 came from the United States. So that's definitely over 90% of the sales come from United States. Only $2 billion, so yeah, less than 10%, a lot less than 10%, about 8% comes from outside the U.S. And here we can see where the growth mainly came from, and it mainly came from the United States. If we take a look at net sales from outside the U.S. compared to last quarter, Last quarter had $1.9 billion. This year has $1.92 billion outside the U.S., right? So that's almost no increase in, in, in real value. Uh, another good thing to note, right, is we are talking about a 53-week period compared to a 52-week period now. So it's definitely good that net sales are still higher, even though this is a lower time frame. But here we can see it was about a $1.5 billion increase in the net sales in the U.S. And that's where the majority of the net sales increase came from. And then here they, we also divided revenue by, prod, by services. So they have two services. They either have products or services. Products are their overall tools. Services, I am guess, are like when they come install your house, your garage, door, or stuff like that. But we can see products are the one increasing mainly uh, mainly their revenue, right? So products last quarter was $23.7 billion. This year was $25.2 billion. So they're definitely selling more tools either at a higher price and, as we saw, higher comparable sales. So they are increasing the amount of items being sold. They are also increasing their services has decreased by about 0.5. 
$1.05 billion, so $50 million. And again, that's not bad. Uh, it's only, it seems to be less than, it's definitely less than 7% of the revenue. So it's not a big hit for them to be losing that little bit of money there. Um, now we have revenue by products. Um, revenue by products, they sell it. They, I, I want to break it down again so you guys understand. They determine these products into three different types, building materials, decor, and hard lines. So building materials include building materials, electrical lighting, lumber, millwork, and plumbing. Decor, um, decor includes appliances, decor storage, flooring, kitchen and path, and paint. And hard lines includes hardware, indoor garden, outdoor garden, and tools. And right here we can see building materials, Building materials over the past quarter to quarter has not increased that much. Last quarter, um, last same quarter last year was 9.3 billion. This quarter this year was 9.4 billion. So an increase of 800 of 80 80 million dollars. Again, that's not a huge number. And we can see that building materials has lumber in there, and lumber is having a slumber right now where it's dropping prices dramatically. And I can see why building materials has been taking a hit. We are going to talk about that lumber, the slumber lumber in a bit, and how it's affecting um, the company and how it might affect the company in the future. The core has had a nice jump of about. $300 million. Again, that's a nice, nice amount of money. And we can see the core has that appliances, flooring, kitchen, bath, um, and storage. And Harlines, Harlines has taken a huge jump of about $1 billion. And that's where a majority of this company's growth has come from. And this Harlines includes hardware, indoor garden, outdoor garden, and tools. So a lot of people are definitely working on their hardware and their tools and their indoor garden and outdoor garden. Here we can see they did mention that throughout the information, they mentioned that um, comparable sales in appliances, indoor garden, decor tools, outdoor garden, building materials, plumbing, and hardware were above the company average. So we can see that these are items, if, if I'm looking at these items, these are items that everyday users are doing to improve to improve their homes, but not doing like, like heavy, heavy building materials. Um, paint and kitchen bath were positive, but were below the company average. Millwork and flooring were slightly negative in, in large part due to hurricane overlap. So we're going to talk about the hurricanes and this wet season that has also affected um, this first quarter. Lighting departments reported a low single digit negative um, comparison of sales due primarily to light bulbs. So it seems light bulbs are slacking right now. I can't understand why. Um, but here they are definitely not settling their light bulbs. So just a quick in, a quick thing. They're doing a switch on some of their top dog personnel. Carol, who used to be the CFO and the EVP of the corporate service, is retiring on August 31st. And that's after 24 years of services. Richard McPhail, who will be... Oh, man, McPhail. I don't like that name, right? McPhail. Hopefully he doesn't fail for us. Um, he will become the CF, CFO the, um, in September. And just so you guys know, I did a quick research on him. He is currently the senior vice president of finance. So that's a great thing, right? I like when they shift with someone inside the company, someone that knows the company. And this guy was the senior vice president of finance and is currently the senior vice president. So he understands what's going on in the company and he's able to mix 
with the other leaders because that's a great thing when all the leaders are on the same plan and usually when they're inside the same company they are usually in the same same goal plan which helps pr um, produce better better results the bad news so here there's definitely some bad news it's not all good news for our home depot so sales performance came in below average expectations in the quarter and this is because of two factors the first is the month of February was the second wettest on record for the U.S. Wet weather in February also had a significant impact to their big ticket performance in the quarter as big ticket comparable sales were flat in the month of February. So they did mention in the uh, in the month of February, I think they have 19 sections, 19 sections in the U.S. regions. During the February, due to the wet seasons, I think like 17 out of those 19 regions were on the red. Eventually, they did become on the green, but they can see that the first, the first wet, that wet, that wettest record on February did make a hardship on their sales. The second is the lumber slumber I'm talking about. This number prices continue to decline in the quarter, and it resulted in negative impact of two hundred million dollars for this quarter. So again, that's a big, big value. Um, big number and if the lumber slumber continues to happen it does not look good for um home depot at the moment um just in regards for for the for the short outlook so looking at the results geographically all of the u.s divisions posted positive comparable sales two of their 19 u.s regions posted mid single digits negative comp sales as they face difficulty due to hurricane-related sales a year ago. So unfortunately, right, but not unfortunately, last year there were a few a few hurricanes that hit hit the few states and it obviously increased the sales going on in Home Depot. They did not have any big hurricanes so far compared to the same quarter last, last year. So those sales did not happen to recome. Pro customers. So pro customers for pro customers, these are their business, bis their business customers, the one that purchased Invoke, and they are investing in standpoint in their pro customers, which again, they outpace the do-it-yourself customers in the quarter. So these are the customers that are producing the most revenue for the company. So obviously, they are going to get the preference on how to improve their, their, their store, right? Since those are the people doing most of the buying, they have to make sure these customers keep on coming. So pros are telling them that they are busier than ever. They continue to make traction with investment and other compatibilities like tool rental. So tool rental, if you remember the infographic I showed you earlier, this is something they want to improve. They know that 90% of pros rent tools, but several years ago, only one out of 10 pros rented from Home Depot. Today, about one out of four rent out of Home Depot. So that's a huge number. They are definitely gaining shares from there. And that is definitely really, really good to see. But we can see there still remains opportunity for further growth. One out of four is not a bad number. I don't know how much better it can get. Maybe one out of three. But one out of two, I would say is it's it's pretty, pretty, um a pretty high number to try try to reach. Um, but one out of four is good and they're still increasing. They continue to onboard investments here. So they're they're making this new business to business website experience and right now they they this quarter they added 35,000 customers for a total of 135,000 customers the plan is to board over 1 million customers by the end of the year unfortunately that is that that to me seems like a high high number to try to get they are currently at 135,000 and they only grew 35,000 
last last quarter. But unfortunately, I don't know if that website was on beta mode or it was still pretty new that other customers don't know. So for me right now, based on this number, quarter one over, and they only raised 35000 for a total of 135000 the plan is to board over a 1 million customer. Seems a little a little hard to reach, but we'll take a look at that in quarter two. So that's something I'm going to keep an eye out for in the previous quarters. So they, besides investing in pro customers, right, they're also investing in regular customers. Obviously, regular customers are your do-it-yourself customers, people like me that go to Home Depot to purchase stuff. And they are trying to do this by both investing in the physical, in the physical um, store and the digital companies. And they are mentioning that both physical and digital are returning solid returns. Again, like I mentioned, approximately 50 per, 54% of online U.S. orders were picked up in store during the quarter. And that's a testament that the customers still, that their interconnected strategy of online and brick and mortar joining together is a good idea. I mean, customers are still coming to the store. And obviously, if they forgot to order something online, now that they are there already, they're going to purchase some more stuff. So to get them into the store is a great idea for these types of customers. Online traffic growth was healthy and increased 23% for the first quarter of 2019. That was a typo. It's not supposed to say 18. It's supposed to say 19. I'll fix it for later on. They are investing in new online categories experience that makes it easier for customers to shop their full project needs online. They want to take the friction away from the process. They don't want to make it difficult. Obviously, us customers, we don't want things to be difficult. We want things to be pretty easy. So they are trying to make it easier to make it minimal clips for our customers, to for us, the customers, to get the items we need. Again, this is definitely great that they are investing in both their pro customers and their customers in the rental and in rental expeditions. So they continue to invest more in customers. And these are things that I think are definitely good to know to understand the overall use of the company. So they are continuing to roll all automated lockers, streamlining customer service desk, and simplifying tools for associates. So what does this do? This has translated to reduce wait times and increase customer satisf- satisfaction. So this is actually pretty true, right? I mean, I do I don't go to Home Depot that often. Home Depot is usually pretty packed when it looks at the parking spot. But when I'm there waiting in line, the custom the the checkout times seem to go pretty fast. And I time I tend to use more of the automated um self-checkout and that still goes pretty easily compared to other stores. So that's definitely a great thing. And here they have taken customer service scores. And checkout time certifications have increased by 500 basis points compared to last year. I'm pretty sure that's about 5%. I think 100 basis point is 1%. They have hired, I don't know if this number is, is incorrect, but this is what I got from their report. 80,000 new associates for spring. That's a huge amount of workforce hired for the spring. Um, obviously, in spring, they have a lot more gardening and stuff of this nature. So uh, this could make sense, but 80,000 seems like a huge number. And for the associates, they are having new out mobile training solutions, which they call Pocket Guide, and they have product knowledge at their fingertips to help them get up to speedy and quickly information. So right, I as a customer don't know anything about the tools I want to buy, but because of this Pocket Guide, the associates will be able to help me out with what I need. So again, this is definitely good. They are trying to make it easier and more easier for the customers and also easier for the associate to learn about the tools and what they're selling so again this is pretty great news in my opinion for the cut for for where the company is heading 
So now we'll talk about future quarters. They are trying to expand their online assortments in categories like auto, pool, and workwear, natural extensions to their in-store assortments. So for some reason, I'm not sure how I like this increase in auto in the auto categories i don't understand why home depot needs to expand more dramatically they should just go forward with what's what they're strong with but they did mention that they are they are doing great sales with that WeatherTech mats on autos so we'll take a look but and the great thing is they're only doing it online and not in in the store at the moment which i guess is it's okay they're testing it out before they roll it out to to the in stores but i mean it's not bad to do to 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 do experiments like this right they need to see what type of market they can try to grab um, right now but remember at the same time i think for home depot in my opinion right this is just my opinion for them to increase dramatically try to spread their wings too far is always a bad thing during the second quarter like we mentioned we will have memorial day father's day and fourth of july events um, in the first quarter, they did purchase $1.25 billion, $1.25 billion of shares, which would equal to about $6.5 million, $6.5 million shares. They still have about over $4, about $4 billion to purchase for this year. So they still have a lot of money to buy back more shares. So they are going to continue to do that at the moment. So now remember guys, I talked about that lumber slumper. So I just want to give you guys some accurate, some actual numbers that they recommend. They gave us this example in their, uh, I think it was in their earnings call. And again, not many people listen to their earnings call. So they would not know this. They would not find out this information. But at the lump, at the price peak of lumber last year, a four by eight sheet was selling for about $17. At the same time, this quarter, it has dropped that same sheet, the exact same sheet has dropped to has dropped over 50% to about $8. So from $17 to about $8. That's a huge decrease in price in lumber. And like remember, I mentioned that earlier in one of my slides, lumber this quarter costed the company about $200 million. That's not a number to joke around with. And if lumber prices remain at today's level, this could hamper their 2019 self growth plans um, by as much as $800 million. So that's if the price remains at today's level, it can, it can drop, it can destroy their whole sales, their sales growth plan by $800 million. Imagine if lumber continues to drop, how much more it can, it can increase that to almost a billion dollars. We don't know how low lumber would go. So it's a good thing to let's let's keep an eye at lumber guys so i want you guys to also keep an eye on lumber before next quarter quarter two so we can see what's happening plan. But, but right now they're saying it's too early to make any decisions so they're not changing their affirmation on their growth plan for 2019 but let's take a look what that 800 million dollars would do so for physical 2019 they expect an increase of approximately five percent would they calculate a 52-week basis? They expect sales to increase by 3.3%, reflecting the to compare to the full 53-week of last year. So last year, they made $108.2 billion. Now let's multiply that by that 3.3%, and that's going to give us $111.77 billion. With lumber slumber, with lumber in, with slumber in lumber, wow, this is definitely a... Uh, a tongue twister for me 
with slumber and lumber, this can make this 3.3 growth that they're um, that they're saying they're gonna get and drop it down to 2.5% growth. So it's definitely a, a good thing to keep an eye on lumber because this can definitely affect this south growth. And if they they change the uh, if they change what they're about to if they change their growth plan mid midway can definitely have negative effects on the stock. So for me, this is something I'm going to keep an eye on. And if I can see slump, if I see lumber dropping even more, this might be bad news for, for home Depot in the short term, right? I mean, at the same time, lumber is not a big, it's not a big factor in the whole company as a whole, but when they're trying to make, when they say they're going to do about 3.3% increase in sales growth and they only do 2.5%, investors see this as a bad thing and will definitely heckle the stock. So that's it. That's all I got for you guys right now, right? Tomorrow's episode, we'll take a look at their numbers so we can see a better look of how year or quarter of the quarter the company is doing. We're also going to take a look at their assets, their liabilities. So make sure to subscribe, guys, to take a look at those episodes, at that episode coming up. So I hope you guys enjoy it. See you next time and take care.